FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 209 of the podcast The Ghost Snit. It's time for this episode, <laughs> which we're going to wrap up January 2017, which basically is just a quick IVX update, and then Ethan's going to come on and we'll carry on with our Ghost Rider story that features the all-new Wolverine, who's not that new anymore. Yeah, when are they going to change your name? When is that new Wolverine smell going to go away? You know, in the restaurant business, once you hit six months, your old hat. You're not and what do we anymore. do with old hats? We throw them away. We wear them. <laughs> I keep all my old hats until they get so salty from sweat that gross. Can, yeah, gross. <laughs> then I consider throwing them away, or I save them for practice hats, like Ethan's baseball practices or whatever. Yeah, then they just get nastier. Well, yeah, but that's the point. Why take a good hat out there? Yeah, but yours are like super nasty. Why don't you get the nice dry fit hats that you can throw in the wash? Because they look dorky. (laughs) Okay, so all of my running hats look dorky? I wouldn't wear any of them. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. They're fine to run in. (laughs) For you. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about this anymore. What? We have different styles. No, it's an athletic ball cap. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't wear your leggings either. Well, why not? <laughs> I mean, no, seriously, there are men who run in like yeah, right. 30 degree weather and they wear leggings. I'm not going to wear ones that look like snake scales. I don't have any that look like snake yeah, scales. Yeah, you do those white and gray ones that look like little snake legs. It's supposed to be camo. That's <laughs> not camo. <laughs> Maybe for the snake arm. Oh, Python Patrol for all you old G.I. Joe fans. It looks like Python Patrol. No, it, it's white camo, like snow camo. Looks like Python Patrol. No, mm-hmm. it doesn't. Yep. I have nothing that looks like Python. Python Patrol in No, the I'm house. sorry. That's where I draw the line. Python Patrol on your butt. No. <laughs> no. Oh, my goodness. It's Python Patrol with jogging action. That's your, wow. action, that's your action figure. Wow. Does it come with a snazzy workout headband too? Or a running hat a that running you don't hat. like? A running hat that you can take on and off. That you don't like. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. Make yeah. sure there's a hole for the ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, there's our action figures for the week. Not um, Bantor. Bantor! That's our new action figure. Yes. The Bantor ban- action figure. Bantor, yeah. He has a button on his back and he just says random crap. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you ready to talk about some comics? Sure. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Let's do it. I, 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 V, 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 X, 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 I, V, X. We can fight if you want to. We can beat the inhumans down. Because the X-Mission win, and if they don't win, then Marvel's full of crap. <laughs> How long have you been working on that? <laughs> a couple minutes. <laughs> Not the direction I expected it to go. <laughs> now it's time for your Inhumans versus X-Men update. Update, update. Inhumans versus X-Men. I really don't think this is a big update. Oh, it's a big update. We're going to talk about issue number three of this super duper series and uh, the tie-in for Extraordinary X-Men number 18. So, Inhumans vs. X-Men number three is written by Inhuman Charles Soule and X-Men Jeff Lemire. Art by Javier Garone. Colors by Andre Mosa and J. David Ramos. Letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. And the cover is by Lino Francis Yu and David Curiel. On the cover, we have Magneto front and center surrounded by, well, really just a bunch of Inhumans. 
including Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur in the background, which is probably my favorite part of the whole cover, is the way you and Curiel do Devil Dinosaur. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, it's an okay cover. Yeah, I wasn't overly yeah. excited about it. I mean, you have uh, Miss Marvel and Inferno and another in couple of Inhumans. Three Inhumans, I don't really know. And then uh, I think her name is Synapse, the one from Uncanny Avengers with the big braid. Okay, so you know what I find interesting about this cover? What's that? And spoiler, since we haven't gotten to the inside, Magneto's not really in this book. And yet he's on the front cover. Now, don't get me wrong, he's in it, but like compared to everyone else and the parts they have in it, I would have expected it to be Storm or Logan or Forge or. Yeah, I don't know. I just find it fascinating that. I guess because he's kind of leading the assault, I guess. I don't know. I see. I always expected Storm was the one leading the assault. I mean, she's kind of in charge and double checking everything. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, there he is. So remember, they're all fighting. Uh-huh. And that uh, 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 Iso and Inferno did not go to the Savage Land. No. They went to Alberta, Canada. And we find out that Old Man Logan is protecting Forge and his machine. And actually, this little, little section is probably the best part of the book. They're the most interesting part. So Forge has built a machine that's going to tuck Tuck. Going to suck the Terrigen out of the atmosphere and condense it to a solid form so it'll be easier to get rid of. Right. Which but, I actually thought. Yeah, it's pretty ingenious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's a whole other section here where they talk. So Iso and Inferno talk about how they beat S- Sabretooth. And so they blast Old Man Logan. And he's like, so you beat Sabretooth, huh? Friend, something you should know. I ain't Sabretooth. And we get a snick as old man Logan jumps in Inferno with his ripped up shirt. I think this is a horrible panel. I'm sorry. I am not impressed with the art. Oh, and the, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so uh, anyway, they fight some more. Iso fights Forge at the machine. And remember, she can like just change the matter of stuff. Uh, there's a part where Inferno takes Old Man Logan's arm and intentionally stabs himself in the shoulder, and then he starts melting or, or heating up his adamantium bones. Yeah, uh, that was an interesting... One, I like that Logan wasn't expecting it. Right. And two, I like the, unex- the unexpectedness of it. Instead of it just having a... Kind of reminded me of that Indiana Jones moment. Where the guy comes out and he wields the sword and he's all, Wah! and Jones just shoots him. Right. That's what this reminded me of. All right. Well, anyway, he kind of uh, spontaneously combust. And Inferno later says, well, he has a healing factor, right? <laughs> yeah. And so Iso destroys Forge's machine. So this whole thing was a failure. Okay, can I just, I'm sorry. I have to point out something that bothered me. What the... Uh, the baked potato old man Logan <laughs> at the bottom of this page. Well, that and the fact that it shredded everything else on him but his boots. And they're, fire, they're fireman boots. <laughs> so they're fire retardant. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. Okay. You got them from the firehouse. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm glad we cleared that up. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> he looks like, like a weird, like a cross between Deadpool and Clayface laying there on the ground. He reminded me of that uh, Fantastic Four character, the rock guy. The Thing? Yeah. Yeah, but not from the comics, from the live action movie, the Michael Chiklis one, where he looked like rubber rocks. Yes. Yeah, that's what he looks like. Mm-hmm. All right. So anyway, he calls Storm and say, we failed, we Everything failed. else melted but his cell phone. Well, maybe he got that from the machine. I don't know. Yeah, the machine that blew up. Well, it is from the machine. Like it's hardwired. Uh-huh, the machine that blew up. Well, she blew up the components that affect the Terrigen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. You know, and you have this one panel with both angels flying around. Right. That's kind of fun, right? 
Anyway, old man Logan has a little pity party. And Storm's like, okay, we'll handle it. Then we go back to Limbo. The Inhumans are trying to figure out how to get out of Limbo. And blah, blah, blah. And she says, we have Inhumans on the outside. New. If only we can get a hold of them somehow. Oh, and the New Humans. That's going to be their wild card. They're ace in the holes. The X-Men don't know about the New Humans. It should be an umlaut. Like when we had, remember back in the early 2000s when we had shitty new metal? <laughs> like, uh, what was that? Like Lincoln Park and Stain and all that. I like those bands. Mm-hmm. You also wear funny looking running hats. <laughs> You're sleeping on the couch tonight. Why do I get the couch? I don't know bad taste. <laughs> the one with the foul mouth the foul mouth i do have a foul mouth it's like chicken <laughs> all right so i saw an inferno they fly away in a little inhuman star warship and they it's take forge. forge along for the ride they leave baked potato logan there um and they take forge because you know they don't want him inventing more stuff so they've got to keep an eye on them. Then Iso does, for some reason, does paper, rock, scissors by herself. Not and grabs on her shirt. <laughs> well, I think she had her phone in her boobs. You know how sometimes when ladies are working out, they stick their phones in there? Okay, but sh- her space is like... No, that's not really what's going on. She has a, a breast pocket. <laughs> no, she doesn't. It's drawn bizarre. Fine, a clavicle pocket. No. There's no excusing this Oh, she has a Parker Industry phone, or at least a Parker Industry phone case. That's a nice little Easter egg for amazing Spider-Man fans. That's the the Parker Industries logo. Uh Oh. The little Magnum PI circles. I don't like how she's grabbing herself. She's not grabbing herself. She's grabbing her uniform. She's not grabbing herself. (laughs) All right. She's grabbing her uniform. She's clutching her cloth. Doesn't make... For something so skin tight, there's a lot of give in that fabric. Well, it's, it's, uh, what's it called? Unstable molecules. What? That's the Fantastic Four. Unstable molecules. That's why their suits don't burn up or... How and why they her can... suit is baggy? I don't know. Anyway, she's going to text some new Inhumans, and she knows just the person to be the new human social chair, and it's Miss Marvel hanging out on the roof of the Circle Q. Sticking her tongue out. I'm sorry. Never mind. Well, lots of people do that when they concentrate. Yes, but the way it's drawn, it Our looks son like does she only that. has like one weird lip. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I like how she was like, oh, so I saw in the fighting, but I was too far away. Sorry. And by the time I got there, it was over. Oops. Yeah, plus, you know, I needed to be here for the plot so you could text me and I could text other people. Yeah. So she does. She's going to text all her friends. And they all show up. It's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. All five of them. Yeah. And I guess that's Mosaic floating there in his little Jedi pose. Is the dog an inhuman? Oh, well, that's Reader's dog. I like how he's barking at the dinosaur. Yeah, that would be Max. Yeah. So then we have Reader, and we have this guy in the yellow suit. I don't know who that is. He's got a bubble butt, though. Speaking of Max, where is our dog? I don't know. Then we have Synapse, and then we have Quake from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, is that supposed to be Quake? Yeah, it's Quake. Okay. So anyway, they're all gathered around. Meanwhile, Karnak figures out that Jean Grey has him trapped inside his own mind, and he pulls it all apart because that's his power, and discovers he's in the world, and there's a real, air quote, trippy-looking world. Uh, where Gene's there and Phantom X is there and Karnak's like, well, I'm out of here. Then we can go back to Muir Island where Young Beast is talking to Old Beast in Laser Prison. And um, they argue about how... What do they argue about? I don't know. Rebuilding the machine. <laughs> oh, right, there's right. only like three there's, days. There's not and... enough time to rebuild Forge's machine. So there's going to be some alternate plans. Uh, for some reason, old man Logan's sideburns grew back faster than his hair. And, um, I don't know. They talk about how the Inhumans are mad, but they're going to really be mad if they find Black Bolt. 
who I'm guessing is at Xhaven, maybe. He's in one of those weird cubes. Uh, what are they called? Uh, shadow boxes, maybe? Or shadow cubes. There was a whole story with him back in Astonishing X-Men that I kind of read at some point, maybe. That's what it looks like. Some black bolts in there where he can't yell. To be continued, what do you think of the art? Very average. Very average. I felt like it was below average. Below average? Fair enough. I mean, not much below average. I don't want to think people think it was not terrible. No, it's not terrible. But I just felt like between the baked potato Logan, the girls like pulling on their clothes and... (laughs) They were trying to show that she had her phone in the costume somewhere. Right. I do think the panel where Logan burst into flames is a great panel. Like, it just looks cool. Like, you yeah. can see his skeleton through his skin as his skin burst into flame. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just... It, but, I wasn't impressed. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. Uh, what do you think of the story? Eh. Eh, yeah. I'm just moving along, I guess. I thought the whole, like, forge, like, his kind of, I guess, theory or his invention and his machine was really interesting. And they kind of didn't really do anything with it. They kind of took it off the board right away. Um, So that was kind of disappointing. But um, other than that, a lot of talking. (laughs) Well, and a lot of, like, uneventful talking. Yeah. It's one thing if there's talking to set something up, but I feel like they're just talking to talk. Right. What is the third issue? So they're just talking to talk. Yeah. Okay. Gotta drag this thing out so they can make a full trade out of it. Right. Um, all right. Well, what do you want to grade IVX number three? Three out of six. Yeah. I'll go three out of six. Why not? It's very average. Um, so we do have a tie-in, and it kind of actually ties directly into this issue. Um, so we're going to move over to Extraordinary X-Men number 18. It's going to be a lateral move. Um this is written by Jeff Lemire with art by Victor Ibanez and Andrea Sorrentino. Colors by J. David Ramos and Marcello Maiolo. Letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. And the cover is by David Yarden. What do you think of the cover? So we have like a shadow forge coming out of the shadow. And in the background are almost like blueprints. And kind of on the blueprints, like in that drawing style, are... The Inhumans facing off against the X-Men. I think it looks like Johnny Depp. And I couldn't move past that. (laughs) Okay. It looked like Johnny Depp as a cross between a pirate and a cyborg. All right. I can see that some, I guess. I like the shadow. They all thought it looked cool. Yeah, I mean... And the color work I thought was good. It has an interesting style to it. Yeah. And I, I like the idea of the blueprint... And whatnot, I just, I, yeah, I couldn't get, maybe it's the long hair. He doesn't have long hair. No, but it looks like it with the headband, like you, he has to wear a headband. Probably just the mustache. I don't know, maybe. I don't know. I liked the cover. I thought it was good. Somebody watched too many um, Pirates of the Caribbean before they drew it. (laughs) Maybe so. So basically we're going to set up how Forge Built his machine. machine. I actually kind of like the way Lemire talks about his powers, that it's like all inside his mind, and he sees it, and his mutant power is that whatever he sees, whatever he thinks of, he has the power to not like magically like pull it out of the air, but he just has the power to work and bring it into reality, to act, to invent like whatever he sees, whatever he thinks of, he finds a way to invent it. And we've kind of known that, but it was interesting to see Lemire kind of talk about it. I like the um, way this panel is actually drawn to yeah. give you that visual of, you know, what's in his mind and right. so forth. Yeah. Um, and I like this, this sentence. It's actually a good sentence. So he's talking about the different ideas that he has. I mean, kind of um, make something out of nothing. And when they, when the ideas have incubated and grown and developed, I bring them into the world. I am a midwife of the impossible. I thought that was a cool description. Yeah. Um, 
So anyway, Storm comes down to check on the machine, and Storm uh, Forge wants to have a CW talk about the relationship. <laughs> uh, sh- Storm's like, we don't have time for this crap. And Forge is like, you're right, I know, but can we talk about it? Actually, I'm glad you said that, because this whole issue felt CW. A little bit, yeah. Um. Anyway, so Storm says, all right, well, I'm going to give you a chaperone. And it's going to be old man Logan. I like how he's standing there with his arms crossed. He's like, surprise, bub. And I love this panel of Forge rolling his eyes. Like, wonderful. Great. <laughs> so Storm leaves. And they're getting the Blackbird or one of the X-Planes, and they're flying around. Forge asks Logan a question. He wants to know how he dies in the future. Yeah, or if he dies or whatever. And Logan doesn't really want to tell him. Actually... I thought this was really interesting. First, he asks Old Man Logan, he says, when you killed the X-Men in your future, was I there? Yeah. And Old Man Logan's like, no, I didn't kill you. And Ford's like, so, then what did happen? (laughs) And this is where we switch art. We switch to our Old Man Logan art team uh, with Sorrentino and Maiolo. And we see, interestingly enough, I guess I probably knew this and just forgot, but when the villains take over and kill all the heroes, Magneto is back to a villain in this future. Uh, yeah, well, I noticed that, but yeah. I always kind of expected it. Yeah. So in this panel, it's him and Green Goblin, a really awesome-looking Green Goblin, by the way, and a oddly thin bullseye. Um, anyway, they're, they're running around doing stuff. I, did, I forgot to point out. And this panel where Forge at the beginning is looking at his blueprints, his, hand, his bionic hand is tiny. <laughs> like a little baby hand. <laughs> anyway, we get a nice double-page spread of, of the Rhino and his basically Mad Max Fury Road army. Yeah. Um, I like that, so basically, Wolver, or Old Man Logan talks about how Rhino, you know, decided to give up on New York and went out to... The, the wastelands, the badlands and of Arizona and stuff and carved out his own little criminal empire there. And uh, so he's kind of king of the desert. And he's running around with his big old trucks and monster cars and I think there's even a monster wheel slug bug over here. Slug bug. Ow. Yellow. It anyway. doesn't count in the comic books. Uh, okay. And so apparently he's uh, he carved his way through the desert and he decided to go attack this reservation in um, Wyoming. He's a mad scientist. A mad scientist shaman. And we know right away it's going to be forged, but they don't show shaman us. Shaman or shaman? Shaman. It depends on what part of Texas you're from. <laughs> um, so, and you say, I say things funny. <laughs> so Rhino thought it would be easy pickings. You know, it's just a little reservation with the mad scientist guy. What can go wrong? But of course... Uh-huh. Forge had invented all these amazing defenses. He takes the rhino's army down. He then looks he, like old man Logan. Yeah, a little bit. Then he built like this exoskeleton armor, which I thought was cool on the little leg. It says Colossus XL. So he <laughs> named it after his friend Colossus and basically beats rhino down. It looks like pieces of a bobcat. Yeah, kind of does. Yeah. Also kind of reminiscent of the... Uh, the little mecha things that they uh, use in uh, Avatar, but not as bulky, not as tanky looking. Oh, it but, reminded me of something out of Aliens. Yeah, that too. But it's definitely kind of mecha-y. Um, anyway, he beats Rhino possibly to death. The rumor is that no one really knows what happened, but after that time, everybody left the reservation alone and no one ever saw the Rhino again. Hmm. Yep. So anyway, they land back to present time in Alberta where they're going to build a little machine. And um, Logan's going to go check out the perimeter. And they have kind of a moment during this conversation. Um, yeah. So Ford is like, so I was a badass, huh? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Logan runs off and Cerebro and Storm show up. And this is where the book went. <laughs> so Storm wanted to come check in, and then she's... I, I like the little interchange between her and Cerebro, though. She's like, Cerebro, can you go find Logan and help him scan the perimeter? 
Oh, no need, Storm. I have already scanned the entire area with a 3,000 meter radius. There is no sign of any potential threats. And then Storm's like, get out of here, robot. <laughs> so he hides behind a yeah. bush. So Storm has a little confessional with Forge. Says, I'm sorry I treated you like crap. There's just been so much going on. I'm going to make weird hand gestures and yeah. faces. Yeah. Haven't had time to deal with my feelings. We but, live in a CW bubble. Yeah, but we're about to go to war and I want to hug you. Oh. I used to love you and part of me always will. But I can't be with you. Robot, come out of the woods. Let's go. Then, I know you're about to die, but yeah. I just want you to know I don't love you anymore. No, she says part of me always will. But we can't be together. Right. There's no time so I'm that. not going to give you any hope to live through this. <laughs> Yeah, so he smiles. He's happy. He's happy-go-lucky now. Old man Logan is done peeing in the woods, so he comes back out. Says, what I miss? Oh, nothing much. <laughs> I don't know why he's so giddy. Yeah, I don't know either. Anyway, that's that story. Uh, so it definitely ties in. It shows us how we got the machine up and running. Um, what do you think of the art? I hate it. Uh Storm's faces. I hated her hand movements. I'm not a huge fan of Ivanez. There were a couple of really cool panels, like you said. Uh, the panel where Forge is kind of inside his own mind, like with all the things he's trying to invent. That was really right. cool looking. Um, I think my appreciation kind of stops there. Yeah. Um, of course, I love the old man Logan Wasteland scenes. I love Sorrentino and Maiolo. I'm going to assume you probably didn't care. Yeah. As usual. Um, what do you think of the story? I hated it. Really? I'm sorry. I thought it wasn't bad. I was totally bad. into it until you hit the part where Storm comes back and they're setting up the machine. And from that point on, I was like, really? Did we really need this? Nope. Didn't. Okay. Well, I, you know, I've been, I give this book a hard time because I don't really enjoy it for the most part. Um, but I thought Lemire's description of Forge's powers was interesting. Yeah. Um, I like kind of the odd couple plane ride between Forge and Old Man Logan. I thought Again, that was. I enjoyed the book up until Storm showed up. Yeah. I enjoyed our Old Man Logan excursion. Thought it was a nice little story about Forge and. Sounds like something he would do. I mean, he's known to kind of retreat from things, and it sounds, I mean, it, it fits Forge to a T. Right. Um, so I enjoyed that, and the storm seems a little awkward, but I kind of thought it was intentionally awkward. Maybe I'm giving Lemire too much credit. No, but, the um, reason why I didn't like it, yes, had this been any other person the awkwardness would work. But Storm is such a strong woman. I don't see her being so, oh, let me throw myself into you. Oh, I can't do this. Let me throw myself off of you. That doesn't seem like Storm. At least the Storm that I know. I I would say yes, but I disagree with you because that's always been storage and form. Storage and form? <laughs> Forge and Storm. Like they've always kind of had this. This is the first time I've seen them together. I know. I know. But they have a very rich, long history uh, where Storm kind of fell in love with Forge kind of almost against her will. Like it wasn't mind control. But they really, Forge was smitten with Storm kind of right away. And then Storm really didn't like him at first. And then they kind of fell in love. And then she kind of felt betrayed and then kind of had this on again, off again thing where Forge or Storm always kind of feels like I shouldn't love you, but I still kind of do. And Yeah, but when she was with Logan, she felt similar. I don't know. I don't think she had any like, I think the only hesitation she had with Logan was just kind of normal, natural hesitation. So I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like if if that was the case, she'd be more of a guarded person. And she the the way this would have played out is she would have gone to him and said, "Hey, a part of me loved you, and we can discuss this when it's over. I but I wanted you to know that, 
and then leaves. None of this like, I'm going to throw myself into you. I'm going to throw myself off of you. Let's go, robot. <laughs> that just seemed not Storm. Okay. Storm is a strong woman. She is, very much so. But she's always kind of had a weak spot or a blind spot when it comes to Forge. Like That's kind of just the way it's always been. Um, so, I don't know. I, I have a weak spot for you, but I don't throw myself into you and throw myself off of you and... Like, I I guess the or, issue I have are know, the overly nothing dramatic moves. About us. No, but there's no. It's the overly dramatic moves. I don't yes. see Storm as the overly dramatic. Like, even if she does struggle, I can see where she'd be like, "Okay, I need a hug." But I guess so. In this book so far, that's kind of fit. She kind of alludes to that, where she's kind of been very standoffish and almost rude to Forge. Right. Since he's joined her team. And so I think this is her filings just kind of breaking that ice and saying, you know what? I haven't dealt with our past or our history. We both kind of ignored it. And I want you to know that, you know, the past did happen and the part of me will always have feelings for you and I don't want you to you know something goes bad here I don't want you to die thinking that I hated you mm, okay uh, that's how I read it um, alright well <laughs> when are you going to grade extraordinary X-Men number 18 2 out of 2 six. out of 6 okay I'm going to stick with my 3 I'm going to do, do 3 out of 6 again um, for both these books here um, yeah Thought it was okay. That's actually three out of six is pretty good for Extraordinary X Men. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> anyway, that is our IVX update. Update, update. I, 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 V, 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 X, 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 I, V, X. We can fight if you want to. We can beat the Inhumans down. Because the X Men should win. And if they don't win, then Marvel's full of crap. All right. All right, and last but not least, we have Where's Wolverine? And we're going to have the uh, next chapter in our Ghost Rider story. Four on the floor. This is Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider number three. Yoo-hoo. Yep, and Ethan's back to talk with us about this comic. Hi, Ethan. Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's, they don't sponsor our show. Who cares? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, this is written by Felipe Smith with art by Danilo S. Beruth. Colors by Jesus Arbatov with Federico Blee, Maury Hollowell, and Dono Sanchez Amara. I don't know if I said quite all those right, but I think I got pretty close. But that's quite a, a team on the colors there. And then letters is by VC's Joe Caramagna with design by Manny Medeiros. Our cover is by the writer, Felipe Smith. What's on the cover, Ethan? So, of course, Ghost Rider has this weird power where his car can control itself. Right. And the car is driving off a cliff, and Ghost Rider is bursting out of some random rock, holding a knife and using his chain as a lasso. I think he's jumping out of a building. But, yeah, either way, it's definitely action-packed. We have Red Skies tonight. Whoa. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, anyway, so, uh, but yes, he has a long, spiky knife and a big old burning chain, like your Lego set. And, um, yep, yeah, he's jumping out of something, and the car's jumping with him. Do you like the cover? Yes. Right. I, I think the position of his... Of his arms are a little weird. What do you mean? Like, he looks like he's, like, trying to form a T almost. Like, I don't feel like that would be the position if you were jumping out of something. Because I would think your arms would either be behind you. Well, he's, he's jumping like this. I was like he's running. Yeah, that's a little awkward. I mean, he's got the knife up like he's going to stab something, like he's standing up. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a fine cover. But also, he's wearing high heels. No, those are boots. 
I don't care. They look like high heels. <laughs> All right, fine. Ghost Rider in drag. Now, that's a comic I want to read. <laughs> well, right, well, remember, there's a big purple monster, and this comic is more about the totally awesome Hulk and the all-new Wolverine, and they're tracking down the monster, and Ghost Rider's finally found him, and they're about to fight, and go. What? Wow! <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> are you doing the sound effect? <laughs> sound effects by Brown. Ethan. Brown. Brown. I don't know what that is. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> burm, burm. I think Baru. maybe it's supposed to be like the squeal of Ghost Rider peeling out, but I don't Baru. know. I don't know if it's the right sound. Brow. <laughs> Brow. So anyway, Ghost Rider's in his car. It's at 2.50 in the morning in East L.A. And he drives his car full speed at the Totally Awesome Hulk and the All-New Wolverine. And what happens? They're all talking about how many miles per hour is the car has. The horsepower. Yeah, but first, uh, the, Hulk, the Hulk stops the car. He, Ghost Rider can't run him over. And because the Totally Awesome Hulk is a genius, he can just guess the horsepower. And that's what he's doing uh, while Wolverine just watches. <laughs> he's like, I'm just going to sit here yeah. and get nowhere close to that giant flying ball of fire. Yeah. But then what happens? The ground starts shaking. Yep. And what comes out of the ground? The upside down head, weird forearm mutant Pokemon monster. Yes, the big purple people eater comes out and it breaks out of the ground and um, Wolverine's like, oh no. So then uh, Ghost Rider and the Totally Awesome Hulk like go through like a Ghost Rider portal to Arizona and somehow what does the car do? Well, first of all, Ghost Rider somehow, like, teleports almost, like, out of it. And second of all, the car almost turns, like, the DeLorean from Back to the Future and starts flying. With... Well, that's fine, but I was really more curious about the car somehow throws a rock. <laughs> Wait, it does? Yeah, oh. like, a, like a big boulder. <laughs> The car grew, grew arms. I don't know. I, I guess they're saying that he just drove and hit the rock and it made the rock fly around. But it, it looks like the car threw the rock. <laughs> but of course, he, the Hulk is having none of that. He breaks the rock with his fist. But then he's like, hey, how'd you get out of the car? So he tries to punch Ghost Rider in the face. And what happens? He's just standing there. <laughs> yep. There's just a big, loud sonic boom as the fist hits the helmet and nothing happens. In fact, the Hulk can't even make Ghost Rider budge. But he decides, well, I guess I don't have to, you know, I can take the kid gloves off. So he socks Ghost Rider real hard, but then what happens? He Ghost goes flying and the car comes right behind him. <laughs> yeah, so Ghost Rider goes flying and the car tries to run over the Hulk again. And then Ghost Rider comes back and he's got his burning chains. With a crowbar attached to it. I still don't understand where the crowbar came from. Well, I guess the end of the chain. <laughs> so anyway, just like the Hulk tried to punch Ghost Rider and couldn't do anything, Ghost Rider chains up the Hulk and kicks him in the face, hits him with a car, and what happens? He gets KO'd and then... No, Hulk nothing happens. <laughs> Nothing happens to the Hulk. What happens to... Uh, yeah. hit, well, he gets, like, hit really badly. Like, oh, and then he grabs... He goes, that tickles. <laughs> and he grabs Ghost Rider by the foot, slams him into the ground, and then what happens? <laughs> and then he starts puking. Story time with Ethan He's right pukes now. pukes lava. Story time with Ethan right Story now. Story time with Ethan. So, a couple days ago, we went to the Mavs game. Uh-huh. And afterwards, it was just... Peaceful ride on the dart back home. Yeah, which is the local train. And then all of a sudden, this guy in front of us starts hurling and puking. And I have not touched my shoes 
or my dad's pants ever <laughs> again. Yes, not that you normally touch my pants. <laughs> but, um, well, you 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 left it in the bucket, and I was scared to fold my clothes because well, they were washed. You washed it like a second time, though. No, I didn't really. I wiped, so I washed it like, anyway. Yeah, so some drunk guy threw up on the train and it got on Ethan's feet. And I thought it missed me, but then later I determined that it did not. Um, so anyway, yes, I cleaned off my shoes and I cleaned a little bit off my pants. But then yesterday, when I wore my jeans again for the first time since the games, I don't get to wear jeans every day most days. Um I realized, oh, wait, I missed some. So I put it back in the wash. But yes, um, we had a fun ride on the train with yeah. with barf, the barf train. <laughs> but luckily, he didn't barf lava. Ghost Rider here barfs lava. And then his helmet turns into like an evil demon helmet. Yeah, like little spikes come out. <laughs> yeah, he gets really, really mad. And, and the Hulk is like, dude. Where's my car? <laughs> and then Robbie takes over and turns back into Robbie. Ghost Rider's gone. And Hulk turns back into Amadeus Cho with his giant pants. And they talk about stuff. They get mad at each other. And then when they're all over, Ghost Rider leaves. When they decide they're going to go fight the monster together because Ghost Rider calls Hulk a monster and Hulk's like, not fair, dude. I'm not a monster. I'm trying to fight a monster. And Ghost Rider talks about Mr. Hyde, who's another big giant guy that was messing up his neighborhood. And he thought the Hulk was Mr. Hyde, even though Mr. Hyde's not green. Hey, maybe Ghost Rider's colorblind. We don't know. And he doesn't obey traffic lights anyway. <laughs> so, so anyway, they do the, the driving teleport thing and go back to L.A. Um, Hulk well, falls down. The, the funny thing is that Hulk asks if he can ride. Instead, just pushes him through the portal. <laughs> yeah, right. He's not going to let Hulk in the car. So they get back to the neighborhood and what's going on? They're having a party. Yeah. So remember from last time, there was a guy that got out of jail and he's working at the mechanic shop now. And Robbie's suspicious of him. But apparently, he uh, helped Wolverine and the monster ran away. And so they're just chilling out, eating eating some snacks. A tortilla and a sandwich? A torta, yeah. And um, so yeah, and some coffee it looks like. And they're just chilling out. The criminals put the guns away. Everyone's cool. But Ghost Rider's not happy. He storms off. And then they ask if Hulk can... Then they ask if Ghost Rider can help them. And of course, being the person Ghost Rider is, just dries off in his car. Right, yeah. But luckily, what did Hulk do? He put another tracker. Yeah, he put a tracker on the monster. And so after Ghost Rider drives off, uh, Wolverine says, I like his car. <laughs> well, and Hulk just stands there. Either he put another tracker on it, but on the comic book before, um, Hulk had already put a tracker on it. On the monster? Yeah. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. Um, anyway, so in the part that actually has to do with a little bit of Ghost Rider stuff, um, <laughs> we go back to the mechanic shop and Robbie's mad. In the first time in forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Robbie's mad that the, the ex-con is working at the shop. And so the shop owner's like, what about you? We're not a babysitting service. Your little brother's here all the time, which is funny because they don't show him. <laughs> anyway, so everyone's kind of mad. And then we find out that the Hulk is driving around a big food truck. <laughs> and Laura calls Gabby and what's going on at the hotel? Their dog is ripping up all it's the Not family. a dog, that's a Wolverine. Wait, it is? That's Jonathan the Unstoppable Wolverine. Oh, I, I haven't caught yes. up with the new Wolverine. Yeah, that's fine. So anyway, he's eating all the pillows and all the sheets and it's going to be expensive. <laughs> And they talk about Angel's car, and Hulk gets jealous because he has a crush on Wolverine. Uh, but he doesn't know who Angel is. Yeah. 
So anyway, the, the food truck goes all back. And this one goes back to the future style. Back yeah. to the Future 2. And, or Mask. I don't, that's probably too old for you, but there's an old cartoon called Mask. And uh, the car's tires turned in and flew away. Also, kind of like in S.H.I.E.L.D. And the uh, car flies. Yeah. So anyway, the meat wagon turns into a flying car. And for somehow, they fly really fast from L.A. to Las Vegas. And here, what do they find in Las Vegas? It's now Spider-Man weird <laughs> pink monster purple Pokemon. Yes, the monster has spider powers. Do you remember where the spider powers came from? Yeah, it's um, Silk. Silk, that's yeah, right. Yeah, the new Spider-Man. Well, no, she's not the new Spider-Man. She's well, just like the a, second Spider-Man. a different spider character. Um, anyway, she's there doing a news report on Vegas with J. Jonah Jameson. My favorite part about this scene besides the monster getting a spider butt, is the old lady who's still gambling. <laughs> yes, Hulk skip, like, gets thrown across the room, and he yeah. just looks to the side, and there's this lady doing playing a little gambling game. Right. Everything's destroyed except for her one machine, and she's like, ka-ching, ka-ching, bleep, bleep, bleep. Apparently, she's playing R2-D2. <laughs> yes, that's the best game, gambling game ever. Yes. But then we get a double snitch. Yay! Uh, because Wolverine's trying to cut out of the webs. The monster webbed her up. They find Silk. They try to help people, and they decide what? They're going to call the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, no. So, yeah. So, Silk says, I have some friends that could help us all hunt the monster together. And they find a Quinjet in the Mojave Desert. And it is. It's Agent Coulson and Agent May. Yay! One of my favorite shows is now tied into a comic book. Yeah, to be continued. And you said something to me before we recorded. About Ghost Rider and S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, so one of the seasons before the newest season came out. Oh, it was the seasons before the midwinter break. Yeah, they kind of changed the name of the season. But yeah, they before, did. That was weird. Before it was called Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ghost Rider, and Ghost Rider was in through half of the season until he went through a random portal thing. Right. So what I thought would be really cool is since Ghost Rider, um, we know that Ghost Rider's seen the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so it would, what would be really cool is if one of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes would actually be based off of this comic like like if they made a similar story yeah like they made a similar story but it's from like the agents of shield point of view okay that can be cool yeah so we definitely have like this book is like ghost rider goes around the marvel universe and finds all these different characters and ghost rider's barely in it <laughs> Goes to space. <laughs> yeah. So we pull in Silk and we pull in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, so what do you think of the art in this book? It's always amazing. Yeah, it's pretty good. There's still a couple of weird faces that I yeah. think are weird. But other than that, it was fine. Uh, what did you think of the story? I think it was very good. Still, the, okay, the Ghost Riders comic books are not becoming Ghost Rider related at all. Yeah, it doesn't. They're becoming, they're becoming Marvel comics, not Ghost Rider. Right, yeah. It just kind of feels like a bunch of random characters thrown together, which is fine and fun, but yeah. I at mean, least add some more Ghost Rider. Yeah, there's no reason to call this book Ghost Rider. This is really more of like an old Marvel Comics Presents when Ghost Rider would be part of the story. Yeah. So, but, you know, I guess that's what, I guess they're just trying to bring in new readers. So someone will say, oh, I'm going to read, like, you know, like me. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to read this, but Wolverine was in it, so I read it for the podcast. Or maybe someone really loves Hulk. And they're like, oh, I'll buy this because the Hulk's in it. Or they really like Silk. You know, whatever. So they're trying to get new readers, but, um, I was still, I mean, I'm with you. It'd be nice to see a little bit more Ghost Rider in his own comic. Because being the fact that Ghost Rider is one of my favorite um, superheroes or supervillains, depending on what point of view. He's an anti-hero. Yeah. 
just at least add some more Ghost Rider because it's like nearly one fourth of the comic book has scenes with either Robbie Reyes or Ghost Rider. Well, let's see. Let's see. We have because he's in the whole part of the front. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So he's like in the first 11 pages, and then he's not in the last. So there's 20 pages. He's in the first half, and he's not in a single panel in the last half. Not even like a little, hey, remember me? Yeah, like I, not not even the car just no, floating in the air. Nothing. So it's literally half of a Ghost Rider comic and half of Totally Awesome Hulk on Wolverine milk se- meat milks milk seek uh, meets <laughs> Silk and the Agents of Shield. All right. Well, what are you gonna grade, Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider number three? I still have to give it a four or a five because. Oh, which one? Probably a five. I'm gonna be nice this time. Okay, so the podcast officially gives it five out of six claws, and that is where's Wolverine. She yeah. was, she was in more of the Ghost Rider comic than Ghost Rider was. That's where. Wow. Because <laughs> she is on almost every page. And Hulk, I think, literally is on every page. Hulk is the best. Yeah, this is this is totally awesome Hulk starring Ghost Rider on the cover. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so anyway, thanks, Ethan, for coming on again. I think we have at least one more story for this one. At least one Yay. more issue. So maybe more. I don't know. All right. Say bye. Bye. Okay, so that's going to do it for episode 209. January is done. So there you go. Uh, We had an IVX update. We had a Ghost Rider update. And that's all you need, right? So anyway, I think next will be the Flashback Inferno episode. That is actually recorded and almost done with editing. So um, that should be, that'll either be the next episode or the one after, depending on how things fall, how new issues come out, etc. But I, th- I have a feeling it's going to be next. So yeah, so look forward to that. That's a pretty epic episode. Um, as usual, with all the all the stuff, all our, all our plugs, you can like the Facebook page. Twitter is at SnickCast. Email us, snickcast at yahoo.com. And the website with show notes is snickcast.podbean.com. So hope you enjoyed the episode. And until next time, hugs and snicks. Bye-bye. And snacked.